0: Αλλά ξεχύνεται στο κήπεδο, πλησιάζει την περιοχή και
1: Κατέβασε και
2: εσύ το πέτω Αλφα Απ και μη χάσει ούτε ένα γκολ. Πέτω Αλφα, ανεβήκαμε κατηγορία. Psajin man it's freezing. Welcome to No Choftes. Uh, brought to you by Bet on Alpha. This is a a different kind of No Choftes, man because we haven't done something like this in a while. We're gonna be talking about the Premier League, we're gonna be talking about Cristiano Ronaldo's comments, or the ones that we've heard so far anyway. A bit about the World Cup. And we might do a bit of FPO if Rod can be bothered. But welcome, Rod. How you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good. You yeah. Alright man, I'm alright. There's a shadow, like it's not even me. What is where where is this coming from? <laughs> is there like Dracula above me? Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> fucking hell. <You> go, <laughs> There's a shadow above my head, I don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> what is it?
1: Oh fucking hell. Anyway. <laughs> How's yeah, yeah, good. Well um yeah, it's good so... Yeah, it's just all gone mad on it again. Go over Christian right? It feels like it just constantly talking about Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. Well we haven't done it
2: much on this podcast, No, 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 um, no, not not not. Just in general. Just in general, yeah. In general, yeah. All oh. right, well look, let's it's get pretty Mr. It's air always after on. After, It's always
1: after sorry, it's pretty nice. It's always after a good win.
2: Yeah, true, true. Well, he's gonna make it about himself, I guess. You know, mm. get stuck away. Let's get Steve on. Hello, Mr. Air. Welcome uh, to the show. Hello, fellas. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Long time I no speak. Well, you, a long time since I did pod, So, yeah, you okay? You well? All good. Excellent, excellent. Well, we were just about to start talking about Cristiano Ronaldo, but I thought since, um, with we, I'm trying to segue a bit of professionalism, the word professionalism. Do you get what I'm saying? And some people are professional when some people aren't. But I've got to, got to give a shout out to Roy, who tonight was on Total Green, the Armonia channel. But there's one thing I noticed right at the end of the pod. And do you know what the show? I'm just, I'm sure he's going to get pissed off with me for doing this. But at the end of every episode, you kind of expect to see some credits. Do you get what I'm saying? People say goodnight, night, yada yada, And then the credits come up and then it fades to black. Well, I just want to show you guys what happened tonight. You don't need to understand Greek. You just need to see what happened. This is this is brilliant. This is brilliant. Carlos says, wait for it. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> They were meant to just cut it off, but Roy's just picking up all the fucking equipment and sticking it on the table. It's like, what the fuck is this?
1: <laughs>
2: uh, oh, no, he's going to hate me for this, man. I know he's going to hate me. Absolute
1: amateur. Amateur.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. I, was, I, I, You know, I literally had about five minutes to put it up. I literally had about five minutes to put it up, and I thought, fuck it, let me just cut, uh, cut it out and do a fucking thing. So uh, yeah, there you go. There you go. Anyway, anyway, boys, shall looks, we, looks shall
1: of we a good little, little
2: settle, that, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's nice. It's nice. I mean, it, it took them about two, three months to fucking get it sorted, but they they got there in the end. I mean, the first week they had problems with the sound quality, um, but they they're doing well. They're doing really well, and it's a, it's quite an entertaining show as well. So I'll
0: give it to them, but. Yeah. Anyway, Rod, have anyway. you still got your studio Are you still in your studio? Do you still use that?
1: No. You know what? We got rid of it last, last, last. Was it last month? We gave the keys back last month. What? Not really using it. Right. It's just like you know when you get home from work or you doing doing what you're doing today, just to drive all the way because I live in Bolton. It was just a ball yeah. Like so, it was I using it? So I was paying like three hundred pounds a month. So I just got rid of it. Okay. Well, whereabouts was the studio? It was uh, sold for keep. It was literally it near was, the court. No, he's yet is outside Salford magistrates, yeah. yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> I know it well. You must see.
2: Well, I would say what it must, must be one of the safest places to have equipment. I don't think much is going on there. Well, to it's not
1: Salford courts anymore, they've turned it into flats.
2: Oh Jesus.
1: Okay. Salford magistrates is now in town. So uh, okay. Yeah. okay, fair enough. I've not been at that one yet. <laughs> Now, now, don't want
2: people to get the wrong impression. <laughs> Fucking hell! All right, let's talk about this Premier League season because, as we know, the the break is no—they call it a break. I don't really think it's much of a break, is it? Let's get it right. It's it's a postponement until the World Cup is done. Well, it's it's, it's thirty degrees, so you know at least to enjoy the weather. Yeah, true, true, and um, yeah, fourteen games or most teams are on fifteen at the moment. Um, so Arsenal are top on thirty-seven points. City second on thirty-two. Then you have got Newcastle on thirty. Blimey! Tottenham twenty-nine points. United twenty-six. Liverpool twenty-two.
1: And got people are games hands on each other, aren't they? City have got a game in hand on a, 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 a couple. United have got a game in hand on a Newcastle and Everton. No t- Tottenham. Yeah, Man United face. I think Leeds on Man United's game in hand, if I'm not mistaken. So, but. Uh, no, it's, it's it's getting tight up there. You'd expect with the the start City had, the expecting to run away with it. But you got not give credit to Arsenal. Don't they? They're doing well. Mm.
2: Steve, when you look at Arsenal so far under Arteta, I think we did a season preview. Uh, when was it? It was it was about two weeks before the season started, and we had a few of the boys on from the uh, the old gang on shoot defence, and one of them, Polari, was was waxing lyrical about Arteta. Um, has he surprised you uh, given back end of what I say midway through last season there was talk about him possibly getting the chop?
0: Well, yeah, you'd have to say, yeah, Um, he's surprised because no one would expect him to be clear at the top of the Premier League when he was, you know, there were shouts for him to to go and, you know, the Arsenal TV were going mad and um, the documentary came out. I think by, by all accounts, I've not seen it, I think you two guys have. But the documentary, it comes across in a really good light. Clearly a good coach. He's obviously had a fantastic mentor. Uh, and just going back to what Rodri said two or three times last last season, they've got rid of the nonsense now with the Bamiyangu since, you know, he's at his second club since leaving. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, there's no, there doesn't appear to be discipline issues. Um, Saka is definitely benefiting now from, say, the next block of 30 games that he's played is a different player again. Maybe even the Euros experience that he's come through mentally of missing the penalty. But probably key to it, I think Odegaard, for the same thing, he's put a block of work in 30 games or something like that. So he's in the next phase now where he's really a top Premier League player. And I do, despite the, uh, the social media presence and media nonsense that he seems attracted to, with Ramsdale in goal being a good goalkeeper, Growing into being a good goalkeeper, he's absolutely fantastic with his feet. So, they've got a good base at the back. They've got a young defence that are all fit at the moment. And, um, no, they're in a really good place. I'm I'm, I'm not surprised now that they're winning the games that they are. But from where they are at the top of the Premier League, from where they were, is the surprise, yeah. Rod, Ben White at right back. Jesus, who'd have thunk it, man? He's doing a hell
2: of
1: a job there. No, well, uh, you know, I'm sure... Growing up, like all academies do, the, the players play in different positions. So I'm sure he's played there before, but to, to excel them um, to play as well as he, as he does play as centre-half, then it's credit to him. And he's, he's got his rewards by going to the World Cup of England. So, yeah, you know, we've we've all got them in our FPL side. So they're in there for a reason. They're, they're doing well at the minute. Mm-hmm. There's six points guaranteed, some of them, every week. So, um but yeah, they've started well. You just worry if, for a asked if they get a couple of injuries, is the squad strong enough? But yeah, to touch on what Steve said, we have watched, I did watch the documentary. He did come across very well. Um, he did some silly things that I didn't agree with, but you know, we, we're not all going to agree with, with everything that the, the Anfield think. I think he, he was a bit emotional with, 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 I think he's still obviously a bit emotional with that way he acted himself when he was at Anfield playing for Arsenal how he folded a bit and, and he didn't want his team to do that. So I think that still affects him today, which is which is strange. But um no yeah they're doing well. They're doing really well. You just like I say you just worry. Say Jesus gets an injury other guard who seems to be doing well for him. Um, Partey is really strong. Like you say the defence is really good. And uh, Saka they've got Saka, they've got Martinelli Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zaka who's come on, leaks and bounds off that documentary. People see the personal side of him and, and, and have warmed to him. So, yeah, everything is rosy there at the minute.
2: I've heard a really interesting stat that granite Shaka has never been sent off for a second yellow. It's always been straight reds. Really? That's unbelievable. When I I was told that, I was
1: like, nah, you've got to
2: be joking. But that's just that.
1: Well, that just tells you then that he he is a disciplined player. He just has a loss of head loss moments. But he Mm -hmm. just loses his head, just red mist. Because if you're in a yellow card, you've never been sent off. And you're in the middle of the park, you know, once you've got a yellow card, you can't be doing anything daft. So he's disciplined Mm -hmm. not to to get the other one to get sent off. He just gets sent off for stupid things. Yeah, that's right. Sam's
2: made a good point here. Arsenal bought well in the summer, and Saliba, he looks like a new signing. A couple of years on loan, he did well, didn't he? Where was he? Was he on Marseille? Was it San Etienne? I can't remember where he was out on loan, wherever he was, but he,
1: he did a The, the most job. important thing you said there still is they young. You know, it's good experiences they're having now, and if they stick together as a group, it can only bode well for Arsenal. Steve, what about
2: Martinelli, mate? I was going to ask you about Jesus, but I think it's pretty self-explanatory with him. He's he's come on leaps and
0: bounds like Martinelli has really stepped up this season, hasn't he? Yeah, like I said, just honestly, what i said about Saka and Odegaard, you could say it about most of them. They're not rookies. They're not cutting the teeth. They're at a fantastic age. And it's like they've gone through the first bit of development as first-team players, and that's behind them now. It feels like there's a whole batch of them in the second phase. Um who are all benefiting from playing for the national teams playing in the premier league you know 20 30 times you know they're not the same players they were when they started it, it feels like it's almost like a purple spe- a purple spell a purple patch of of development where you know they're all they're all that at the same time and it's like gathering momentum and momentum can be a really powerful thing
2: right what about your boys then Steve? City, second place, lost at the weekend to Bright, uh, Brentford, sorry, to Brian Brentford, to uh, Tony Goals. And I'll tell you what, I watched that game and I've never felt so underwhelmed watching City. It's almost as if they're holding on to the ball for too long. The, the decision making in the final third was, was sloppy. And that's a nice way of putting it. Um, it must have been a frustrating day at the office for most of the players. But do you think they had one
0: eye on, on the World Cup? Well, I do. I I was at the game and I thought quite a few of them looked heavy-legged. They definitely looked thick round the legs, um, short of a yard of of, of speed and energy. And I do think they did um, on the World Cup, the minds on the World Cup. I think it was possibly just Harland of the starting team that isn't going. Um, But I want to give the credit to Brentford first and foremost, because they were absolutely terrific. I've seen teams come to the Etihad and they bank up behind the ball and they hope for the best and basically try and keep the score down. But the plan for Brentford was to get back into a back five as quick as possible and then get three in midfield tight and then get the two strikers back in their own half. But the key to it, Stell and Rodri, was the first pass once they'd got the ball back off City or the first breakaway ended up with them passing forward cleverly, smartly to get a second pass to give them an attack. The other teams haven't done that in the Premier League this year. They basically give the ball back to City. So, well done for Brentford for getting back behind the ball. But what they did on the break, Rico Henry speeding down the wing, Tony coming back, speeding back up front, making good substitutions, keeping energy and and speed in the game. But it's the way they broke having defended and secured the first pass or two to give them a chance of going up to score. To tell you that they could have been 2-0 up after four minutes and Tony could have scored four in the whole game... Tells you how well Brentford played, so credit to them. But City were off the pace, and uh, you know, basically, deservedly had the backside handed
1: to them. With it, with it being your position, what, what, what do you think of Rico Henry? Seeing him close up, um, I, well, I don't blame I, like, <laughs> well, he, he, no, he I don't, nice.
0: I don't blame He can, he can run for a start and he's, he, he can play footy. But I mean, I, I, my eyes were drawn to him how he was. So quick, I know. The, I know there are other fullbacks, you know, Lamptey and, and you know people like that, and you know even like Jeffrey Schlup, if you like, you know, who, who were like wingers at fullback. But this guy was tucking round um, behind the defence, but he was just speeding up and down the wing. You got a
1: the... nasty call about him.
0: Yes, yes, um, and I actually I, I, I like Zinchenko, um, but I looked at Cancelo, who's become more of a, a, a liability. what I will tell you this is, Rod, that, you know, that right foot of his and those those passes that he risks, but he's now getting sent off books and giving big goals away in big games. I did look at Rico Henry and think, you could play for City, you. That's what I thought at the game on Saturday. And a special mention for Ben May. Obviously, I used to coach him, captain of the U team at City. I've seen him have his teeth knocked out. I've seen him have his eyebrows gashed. And to tell you that he hardly, he played with his suit on, he hardly got a sweat on. He was so experienced and comfortable in the role. And that shows you again how well Brentford played because Ben Mee had one of the best comfortable games I've seen at left centre-back I've ever seen at the Etihad.
1: Well, with them, with them playing that position when they get behind the ball, it doesn't it doesn't allow City to when the ball re, comes out and recycles and they just keep coming at you again, don't they?
0: Very true. But what they did do, Rod, again, I, can, I won't do, but I could talk all day about it. What Brentford did, they got back behind the ball centrally so they stopped City going into the front of the penalty area. There was absolutely no way through. I mean, they had to put bodies on the line and blocks. But they put everybody in the middle of the pitch and made City go wide. And that's why De Bruyne played right wing. And Phil Foden actually the, the finished the game at left back, attacking left back. Because the only way to do anything against Brentford was to go round them and cross. And on the day, it didn't happen.
2: Yeah, Brentford absolutely solid, mate. Absolutely solid. And the goal at the end, the winner. Fucking... Fantastic. The you'd, be
0: buzzing, t-
1: you'd be buzzing if you had him in your fantasy team and all that. Yeah, have...
0: yeah, okay, OK, OK. He should have had four, lads. He should have had four, Tony. OK. I, and, right. I don't get to see stones. him live. But he's the real deal, Tony. He's the real deal. Um, he had a volley from the edge of the box, a snapshot. He had the header. Um, he was back defending. He is absolutely the the real deal, and I know people like Callum Wilson, and he races away, and he gets those hamstring injuries, and he plays on the last line. But I can't imagine that anybody does the whole pitch like Tony did on Saturday. And of course, he's eighteen out of eighteen for penalties. I think it's a mistake hmm. that he's not gone to the World Cup.
1: What Sarham penalties?
0: Um, I don't know. But he's...
2: you you mentioning another player that I've had got in my I know what this guy's doing. I'm not stupid. <laughs> I know, I know what he's doing. I'm not stupid. <laughs> he's, he's, he's dropping the, the thing about Tony because I took him out of the, my team last week because he was suspended. I didn't put him in. Now, it's all about Zaha because he missed the penalty. I know this guy. I'm not stupid. I know he's game, all
0: right? <laughs> hey, put him back in, mate, because he is hungry. I, I'm, I'm with my own... And, and everyone knows this anyway, but just seeing it with my own eyes, he is absolutely starving. Well, you've got unlimited. Someone said to me
1: yesterday he could be is he good enough for
0: United? Yes. Yes. Mm. If it's a twenty two man squad and they keep playing Rashford through the middle, Marshall plays for one game and he's out for three weeks. Then they put Rashford back through the middle, then they play without a centre forward. He could walk straight into Manchester United's team presently. Mm. Interesting. Mm.
1: All right. And play playing Europe as well. Interesting.
2: Yes, that's true. That's true. Rod, let's talk about your second favourite team then, Newcastle. Um, wow. <laughs> Seven points. No, not off. team,
1: manager. I like the manager, not the city. Okay, your manager.
2: Okay. And they've won the, the last five games. Um, <laughs> wow. It's uh, 11th, goals got goals and, and impressive
1: football
2: as well. True. I mean, they've they've scored the least goals in the top four, they've got twenty nine. Um But
1: talking okay, well, over the last like game. four or five games, has we it seem to score a lot, like three or four, three or four, or, you know, just they yeah. scored in the last three or four games. Yeah, the thing
2: is, in in all fairness, I, I I know it's easy for me to say now because obviously we're only fifteen games in, but they don't look like a team that are gonna uh, I could have been let off. Do you get what I'm saying? They they look on form. I know obviously the World Cup coming doesn't. Isn't a good time for them, so we don't know what they're going to be like coming back. But given their form, five at 5 they're an the informed team. Um This is this break has probably come at the worst possible time for them, isn't it? Given the momentum that
1: they got. Yes, probably, but you know, Eddie 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 was pretty pretty askew. He probably sit down sets at and assess where they are and see where they are going forward and, and plan for the future and, and so when they come back that they, they hit the ground running and they can assess who they can bring in and the news available but you know they'll probably leave no stone unturned and just ready for when they come back like I say and hit the ground running but yeah it's, it, ideally they they they, they do want to carry on because you know they're on a good run at the minute Are they a better team with that Sam Maximum? Yeah Yeah better team yeah yeah, he's a Maverick player, isn't he? He's like he's like someone you bring on the last thirty minutes. Mm. Like a circus act.
2: Mm. Agree. I mean, he's a very tricky and pacey player, but, but, been a but lot of when when players, he's when fun. he's on
1: his on his on his game, he, you know, you can't stop him, you unstoppable. So I'm Oh yeah,
0: what gonna... didn't he give Carl Walker run for his money?
2: Was it Carl Walker at the beginning of the season in the free Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah he was
0: awful. He was positionally awful that day, Walker. But yeah, quite quite right. Give credit to uh Sir Maximum. And not many people do that. He
1: really
0: I'm ragged that Yeah, ragged old them.
2: But in terms of their, their squad overall, obviously Trippier has been a standout player. I think Nick Pope's been a fantastic signing. Uh, Sven Bottman looks like the real deal. I know he had a good game against Chelsea. who got stuck in quite a bit. Guimarães and Joe Linton, brilliant. Almiron in the form of his life. And as you mentioned earlier, Steve Callum Wilson. Now they've got Isaac to come back from injury. Now, yeah. I'm not saying this is going to be a, a, a sprea moment, you know, but he's another player that can really cause defenders trouble.
0: Totally right, yeah, you're, you're right. Obviously, he got to a fairly good start, and a quick start, and then hampered now with injury, but he's just allowed other people to step up, and, you know, there's British players like Willock and Dan Byrne, and, and we must mention Nick Pope in goal. Again, they're having the time of their lives. They're all in, in peak form, and, you know, there are a lot of players in the Premier League who were capable of putting in a performance but they lacked the consistency. But at the right time, Newcastle seemed to be all playing well together at the same time.
1: And, you know, again, credit to the manager. I think the signing of, of Chipri as well it has been a massive signing from his experience, his confidence and, and his quality as well on the ball. You know, it's um, and no no surprise that it made him skip as well. But since he's come in, he's just been a stalwart and, and, you know, eight or nine every week. And obviously it must help with, with his experience as well, where he's been, who's played for, England player. He always plays well with a left footer in front of him. I mean,
0: really stretching some memories here. It wasn't that long ago, but like at Burnley, the format for Burnley when he went there was, was him and Ross Wallace. Uh, Kieran is the right footer and Ross, Ross Wallace basically playing like Almiron. And um, obviously you're seeing the form of Kieran, but also the form of Almiron now. I think that's the right way to do it. I think Almiron was in and out of the team, in and out of form, but Trippy was playing. But once Almiron started to do a little bit, you're seeing the benefit of of, of Kieran coming from right back, stepping into right midfield, crossing from deep, but also feeding the left footer. And he really understands that partnership between right footer and a left footer in front of him. And it'll be interesting to see if England do that with um, possibly Saka, possibly Foden.
1: Well, you'll know as well as I do. As being a fullback, maybe a, a winger or a midfielder, sometimes you, you just play with players, and they just you just yeah. you just click, and, and some yeah. players you don't with, and obviously it's working out. So, yeah, you can, that, you can see that with Amron as well. He definitely plays better with a left footer in front of him. Interesting.
0: There's a comment here about Willock uh, developing
2: and looking like a, a decent player. Got the winner at the weekend against Chelsea. What are your thoughts on this player? Because obviously he came through Arsenal's academy and it hasn't been a, a thriving academy over the past few seasons. We've seen the likes of Maitland-Niles breaking through and people argue that Martinelli is one of theirs, but you can't really...
1: Well, With, with, with Willock, he didn't really get enough game time. So he's got, no. he's got game time, a really good coach that improves players. We've seen that because he took over from Steve Bruce and so some of these players were with Steve Bruce and some of the players you wouldn't even notice because they've, they've done a total 360 full of energy, uh, attacking. And, and we see the player that they're playing with now. So, he, and he must be feeding full of confidence. And we've seen that with his goal on the weekend. Fantastic finish. And, uh, yeah, he's another young English player that's getting enough game time now. And you're seeing what he, what he can do. Totally
2: great. I don't, I don't want to talk about Man United just yet because we can segue that, that onto the Ronaldo situation. But let's quickly touch on Spurs, a, a club who were quite active in the transfer market in the summer. Uh, Conte went crazy signing of a few defenders, a few midfielders, and Richarlison. And Son has been anonymous this season, hasn't he? He got the hat trick against Leicester, but since I mean, I I don't think he's really done much this season. But yet, his Spurs are uh, fourth in the table now. With Kane not firing on all cylinders, and by that I mean he's not at the 15-goal uh, level yet, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and Son not obviously having a decent season. There's been a lot of emphasis on Kulisevsky, who's been in and out of squad. Uh, Richarlison, who hasn't really done much this season in the league. Uh, ben has been scoring goals for them. They're getting goals from from that defensive uh, possessions as well. I mean, uh, Davis scored at the weekend against Leeds. And just like the, the Bournemouth game, Spurs came back to win it. Um, is that resilience or is it just the opponents switching off? I mean,
0: We've got to give spurs some credit surely they're very they're very tough they're very fit very resilient as you say very organized and you know obviously I don't know Conte but you understand that an Italian coach is likely to have a defensive mindset and I'm not really against it because I know everybody wants to be entertained but you know these guys play professional football to win they don't play professional football to socialize and if they can entertain it's a bonus. But if you've got Harry Kane in your team, he must be confident that you will score a goal, and obviously just put a little bit of flair in it, as you say, Richarlison. Um, obviously, um, there's been a couple of injuries, but you can understand why the manager, with his defensive mindset, if he keeps clean sheets, they're going to score goals, and they're going to. If, if people think they're going to push, they obviously want to push Arsenal. They're not going to push City, and they can be better than Chelsea. And they might be better than Liverpool this year, so I don't know the stick that they're getting, but people seem to be bored by him. But I think it's a results business, and he knows what he's doing, obviously. Well, things you mentioned, keeping clean sheets—they've
2: conceded 21 goals this season. I think, I think
1: the frustration, the frustration thing. Sorry, to interrupt. You, the frustration thing with the Tottenham fans: why are they not starting like as soon as they have a goal conceded against them? They seems to kick them into gear. Mm-hmm. Why are they doing that? Pressing that from the start. And playing that exciting football, but oh, all that I'm hearing on the radio is Tottenham fans moaning, saying, "Oh, it's too defensive. It's this. It's that. And once we go one down, but you're still winning. You're still third in the league. What do you want, lads? Can Harry Kane actually? I know everyone's
0: gone press crazy. We know he can run, and we know he comes back from injuries quickly. Probably too soon, so we know he's fit, durable. But can you press
1: with Harry Kane, or have you got to find another way? Mm. I suppose it's different when Son and, and Richarlison—they've got a lot more energy. But yeah, you just want him in the danger area and just just save all his energy to be I, in that position. Yeah, I agree that he, he drops deep. He's, he's a very good passing the ball. He can spray it like like any midfielder. But do you really want him to be doing that?
0: No, uh, equally. But but if he went speeding around, putting defenders under pressure, he obviously does it quite well anyway. But if he went sprinting around you're not going to get 90 minutes or in many goals out of him. So I think actually their style of play is built around their talisman. And that's it. That's Kane.
1: Mm.
2: 12 goals, one assist this season for Harry Kane so far. Um, I think about his 14 games played, which is a good return. Let's get it right. But uh, there's something not right about Spurs going forward this season. I don't know whether it's because they've been unlucky with injuries. As I mentioned, Richarlison has been injured. He hasn't hit the ground running. Son, in and out of the team, out of form. Now he's, now he's injured. Obviously, he's going to play in the World Cup. Um, and Kulisewski, he is a massive player for them. Massive, absolutely massive.
1: Yeah, every time he comes on, he, he may, or every time he plays, uh, he affects the game. And, and that's what you want your, your best players to do. And he definitely does that, his energy. And like I say, he's, he, he affects the game in, in a good way. Steve, talk to me about Liverpool, mate. Um,
2: they, this season, they've been quite inconsistent, in my opinion. And I don't know whether it's stands to injuries or maybe just the defensive frailties, because we've seen so many teams getting behind them, especially in wide areas. Um, in fact, we pointed out their, their flaws about two years ago. We said they play such a high line... Their fallbacks go so far forward that eventually they're going to get caught out, and you can't keep relying on Van Dijk. And here we go; a lot of the goals that they've conceded have stemmed from wide areas. But I can I can talk about Sadio Mane being missing all season. But you know, Jota's been injured. Darwin Nunes has struggled to to find some form. I know he's got five goals this season. Salah's only got six. Harvey Barnes in and out of the team. Tiago in and out of the team. And obviously, there's been a lot of uh, shuffling at the back. Timikas has been playing, Robertson was suspended at one point, Kanate uh, injured, Matip has been injured. Where, where do you begin with this team, honestly?
0: Um well you've you've covered you've covered it really well. Um well, I, don't, I don't know where to start
2: though. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> you start from the back, and then you start at the front. <laughs>
0: well we know we know that Van Dijk is still possibly the best centre half in the world, but we know he's not the same player since the injury and he plays on the left of the defence. Uh it's not always it's, it's not awkward, but it's not always stepping out with the ball, you know, to the correct function. Robertson's creaking a little bit now with injuries. I'll come to Alexander Arnold in a minute. My opinion of him. Alisson is an absolute stick-on. He's obviously the best goalie in the Premier League or the second best, both from Brazil. And you've still got Salah, who's doing it in bundles now rather than more regularly. He's doing it in little spells, but you know, you know he's going to do it. But if you think about it, the midfield is never the same. It's actually never the same pick, but it also never looks the same two weeks running. Um, the front line is never the same, clearly missing Marne. And I believe that last big injury for Alexander-Arnold, which cost him a place in a tournament at the Euros, I think from that moment he's recovered from the injury, but he just simply doesn't sprint. He doesn't sprint forward, and he doesn't sprint back, and he just and I don't believe he can't defend, I believe he can, but it's that right foot of his, it's only second to De Bruyne and he tries to get himself in that corner box position, where he can cross into the box, and like I say, he's not that much far behind De Bruyne at how good his delivery is, But unfortunately, at the top level, you have to sprint. Now, I think he's fit. I think he runs around. There's no problem about that. But I'm pretty sure when he started his career, everyone thought he was great. He was sprinting forward and sprinting back. Now, because of the tears, the muscle injuries and that, I don't think he sprints. So the likelihood is he's going to leave gaps and he's never going to fill them.
2: I saw that he made his debut back in 2016. Um, but he became a regular the following season. So he's been playing week in, week out since 2017. That's five years now. And I know he had long COVID and as you mentioned, he had that injury, but you're seeing more and more Liverpool players getting burnt out. Now yeah. I can ask, is it down to the manager? Is it down to the, the training methods? Is it the amount of games? It's probably a combination of everything, but... It, it it doesn't look like their squad has the depth that it really should to be mounting a title challenge
0: no yeah, i totally agree with you they're all they're all creaking um well not all largely they are but they've put hell of a shifting over the you know to over the seasons to get some recognition to get the trophies to get the champions league to get the premier league but physically not necessarily through, not necessarily football but physically some are past the peak if you think about it, it's been a big drop off.
2: It, it really has been for a club that you know was very close to winning the title last season, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you know, yeah. For, for them to, you know, you look, we could point to Mane leaving being a factor, but sure, that can't be the only reason. It can't be. It mm. can't be that. Surely they weren't that reliant on him, I, I, unless they were. I don't know.
1: What do you think, Rod? Um. I just think, yeah, that there's that it's an it's a number of things. Um aging squad, players not playing to the maximum, massive miss of Mane. Um and people don't realise it until a player leaves that how, how big of impact he has on the team. Uh or like we used to talk about then, the partnership you gain that he had with Salah. Um it's just not as easy to, to bring someone in and they can just recapture that. Um so um, but you know they still when when they do play though they, they obviously they beat City who's the best team in the, in the league yes it was a good game so they beat him twice this year in the space of three months so that's no mean feat and then um, it's just the the, the Forest game uh, which was the other one there was another one as well that you just didn't um, have. They, they lost to United they lost to Leeds at home Lead, yeah Leeds that was the one wasn't it Leeds at home but, um yeah, it's um I'm, I'm sure they'll, they'll turn it around, but no, it's not going to be easy they've got like I said they've got an aging squad as well, aging team Henderson is not getting younger um Milner um Van Dijk, i is 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 not gonna be there much longer, so so yeah.
2: Is is there a saving grace for him in the sense that Jota's going to miss the World Cup, so by the time the league resumes in December, he'll be fit and ready? You've got Salah that's going to have a long break, and obviously he's their man, and, and Firmino's not in the Brazilian squad, so he, he's going to have a bit of a rest. Is that something that they can,
1: you know... Firmino, Firmino's not had a bad bad season. To be to be fair, if you look at his stats, he's up there with, with assists and and he scored a, a, a few goals lately. They just need to get the partnership right. That Nunez, Darwin Nunez, seems to seems to be getting better. That's going to take time. It's just a, it's just a process. It's just a process, and it obviously it's taken longer than than they would like. They set such a standard with uh, with, with City. They've dropped below that standard. People are going, what's going on? But they're still as good as United. They're still as good as Chelsea. They're still as good as Tottenham. It's just that level of City that they've dropped, which is a very, very high level. We're talking hundred points a season, and <laughs> no, not many teams have done that.
2: All right, uh, Chelsea. Because I know we've got a few Chelsea fans that are watching this. Ah, blimey. New owner, new head coach. But it seems to be the same shit with Chelsea. And again, another club that two years ago were European champions with many of these players. An LPN again, club. a massive, massive drop-off. Now, again, is this uh, a, a playing staff issue? Because we saw Christensen leave. We saw Rudiger leave. Um, well, it could be a club like issue. Ah, here we go again. Shot number three, yeah? Grandpa. <laughs> I, listen, I feel sorry for him because he's coming at a time where he hasn't had the chance to bring in any players. A lot of these players <laughs> what are. we laughing they, at It's true. Come on.
1: This is not Burnley. This is Chelsea. They've got a very good squad. They've got a squad that's just won the Champions League a year or two years ago. So That half are still there. Come on. I don't know, man. Don't you know, know. Why are you playing Ryan, Ryan Sterling, right wing-back? What is going on with that? What is that no, about? You, what is his options? Rhys James is injured. Come on. Come on. You, you, don't James put, is injured. you don't put like someone like that at right wing-back. He's a goal scorer. Look at he's, he's, He scores goals. Get put him in the right areas or score goals. it put defenders on, on the back foot. He's not going to do anything over there. And
2: defensive plays, isn't it? Chelsea's uh, been a poison chalice for, for many coaches. We saw Villas-Boas come in there. We saw Scolari. We saw all these other coaches come in and hardly any of them, uh, you know, didn't... Well, most of them didn't last a couple of seasons. I think it was only like Ancelotti lasted two or three seasons. No, we but had a long uh, tenure at
1: Chelsea. No, but if, if, if anyone's successful in that model, it's been Chelsea. Mourinho, Conte... Uh, you just said uh, what's his name? He's gone to Madrid. Angelotti. Angelotti. Then Chuchu comes in and wins the Champions League. These have all had like a year, two years in the job and won major, major trophies. Right, and Potter's only been there five minutes. No, I no, I'm not obviously talking about potter I'm talking about the model that Chelsea have had, which is a strange one: sacking managers every two or three years, but still being successful, winning major honours. I'm sure Tottenham would have cut your arm off for of one of their major honours because they've not won one 2004, 2008. I'm sure Arsenal would. They've not won the league in two, 2004, 2005. So at least Chelsea's still winning leagues, FA Cups, Champions Leagues. So it's, but you know, it's just, it's going to take time, isn't it? It's obviously not got a strong enough squad. they brought a Bang Yang in which is a bad egg. We mm-hmm. all know that. But he's inherited this. So you going to have. Given time, he's not. He's, question, not he's not. He's not an elite. Sorry, before before I finish though, he's not an elite coach like Eddie, Eddie Howe. He's going to have to, you know, get some better players in and, and see what he can do.
0: Yeah, I've got a question for you both, lads. Listening, listening to all that, and I was thinking about. Obviously, I'm a City supporter. I've seen City perform unbelievably and win the Premier League without a centre forward, and now we're seeing a centre-forward at the Etihad, who could end up being the best player in the world. Certainly, probably the best centre-forward in the world at the moment, alongside the conversation with Lewandowski. But all these teams that we're discussing about where they're coming short, leave Tottenham out of it, they've got Kane. Have they actually got a centre-forward? So, have Manchester United got a centre-forward? No. Have Chelsea got a centre-forward? I do believe it'll be Arsenal's undoing in the end, because Jesus you know, he's just so he's just so hard working and guaranteed I think to get twelve or fifteen. But is that is that centre forward behaviour? You know, if you think of Fulham in the championship, I know they all did great, but why did they win it? They had the best centre forward Mitrovic. Mitrovic and when he doesn't play in the Premier League for them, you don't think they'll win. You think Brentford will win because they've got Ivan Tony. It's not disrespecting the other teammates, but surely to God, the elite teams you live and die off your centre forward. And Chelsea, Chelsea, just mentioned Aubameyang, is he, is he or isn't he? Uh, Rashford or Martial, are they or aren't they? And I think mm. you get your answer from me because everybody's fit, everybody's got skill, they're all technically good and they can all fill the shirt. But the best teams have got top centre forwards and I don't think United have got one and I don't think Chelsea have got one. Agreed. Well, Agreed. when you, when you say top of forwards, do you, do you mean
2: out and out goal scorers? Because I think I am. you mean goal scorers that these
1: ones that we've had in the past, the drugbers, the uh, I think I am, yeah. Even the Kerry Dixons, you go know, about that far, they score goals, goal scorers. You know, they are going to get your twenty goals a season. You can have you.
0: Accurate. You look at the Chelsea fixture. You obviously can't guess the team, but you think, mm, I wonder if Havertz will get one today. Mm. I wonder if Mount will get one today. I wonder if Sterling will get one today. Whereas you go into City and you think, well, Haaland will score. You go to Brentford and you think Tony will score. You go to Aston Villa if he's playing. You think Danny Ings will score. Now, obviously that Danny Ings isn't Chelsea level, although he's played for Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. But what is a team without a top centre forward? I think not much. Oh, you have a point. You have a very good point. And I'm but not sure think- we develop I'm not sure we develop either. It's another issue. You know, Harry Kane, how many tournaments has he got left for England? How many? And then what's underneath him? Calvert-Lewin? Watkins? Tammy Abraham? What, uh, you know, Tony? Wilson? And I do believe we've, t- we've touched on it before, but these academy systems now all developing teams in a 4-3-3.
1: Have not, I've, not, I've not thought about that, you know. That's a real problem because I've always had... Top strikers of course. You, aren't they? Oh,
0: even like, you know, Ian Wright, Ferdinand, Andy Cole, Michael Owen, Teddy Sheringham. It was always centre forwards. <laughs> you know, <That> was, <laughs> oh, well, obviously, Sherry, yeah, but that was because everybody was playing 4-4-2 back in the day and you were less developed somewhere else in the team, probably in midfield, but you were always having a go at it with two centre forwards. Now, the game is awash with one up front, four three three, two 2 wingers and a centre forward. We haven't got any centre forwards and unfortunately... There's also a big gap in the market for even the top clubs and, you know, City have got one. A few people have other got them as well, but United and Chelsea haven't got centre-forwards.
1: I think that's where United will fall short in this next round because Barcelona have one in Lewandowski.
0: Absolutely. You'd think, you'd think over two games plus extra time, a proper centre-forward will score. We don't even know play up front for United on the night, so that shows you the, 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 the gap, in my opinion. But the thing is with Chelsea, I think it, it runs deeper than
2: them not having a centre forward. I think Brozier looks very good. Looks very good. Rookie, um, though. Okay, he's okay. Yeah, I know he's not going to get you 15, 20 goals. But if you look at the players
1: around him, hmm?
0: he's not going to get you 15, 20 goals. They're not winning anything.
1: They've spent some okay. money, not they, They're on 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 crap? You know the kid. Who's the kid they just got rid of? Got, gone back to Germany. He was about fifty mil. Uh... That's why. No, uh, um, no, Batshuayi.
2: not Batshuayi.
1: no, the small the German kid, kind of to lap, lap, lap. Oh, um, Werner. Haver, uh, not Havertz, uh, Tino Werner. Werner, Tino Werner, yeah, yeah, Tino Werner. Havertz, they paid 50 odd mil for, you know, it's just They're paying 50 odd mil for like seven or eight goals. Yeah. Their best central defender is Thiago Silva.
2: I mean, don't get me wrong, Bali is brilliant, but he's not the same player as he was at Napoli, he really isn't. And you look at the the back line. Okay, Reece James is injured. Chilwell is constantly injured. They're having to play that kid, that left back that made his debut against City.
1: I forget his name. Hall was it? Italian foot, Italian football, but that Culebale Italian football is a lot slower, but a lot more. It's a big, it's a big difference to the Premier League. So he's just not obviously Thiago Silva's at, at that age, but he just hasn't suited it. Not what I've seen anyway.
2: Mm-hmm. They're relying on uh, Shalabar, the centre-back. Mm. They, he,
1: he came in the other day. Keep, but... The keepers are coming in and out. £70 million quid in the keeper, they don't even play. But there's a lot of the. You yeah. go, go with United. Uh, United, Chelsea have spent recklessly on crap. Literally, yeah. you go over the next last 10 years and, and uh, you could probably reach a billion pounds on crap. Oh, me. United have spent a billion pounds
2: since since Fergie retired, so... <laughs> no, but
1: <I> mean, <laughs> there's some sprinkles of decent quality there, but most oh, A combination of crap. 70-80% <laughs> of it is just
0: rubbish. And then what are they going to do with this Gennacho? If he's as good as they say, he's getting all his goals from the left wing, exactly where Rashford gets them. This Ganacho won't be able to be kept out of the team for much longer. And then Rashford will go... And get lost as a centre forward or get lost on the right wing again. So I don't know where the progression is for centre forwards at United unless they go out and, you know, they tried to get one with Ibrahimovic and things like that, but there's a void, there's a massive void. It's,
1: it'd it'd, be, it'd be, uh, <coughs> be kicking themselves with Greenwood thing because if Greenwood was, if this Greenwood stuff didn't happen, mm. sure uh, he would be playing as well.
2: Mm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Um, shall we... T- no, I don't want to talk about United just yet because uh, there's a few other clubs I'm, I want to discuss very, very quickly. So Wolves are bottom of the table, but they brought in uh, Lopetegui, if I'm not mistaken, the, the Sevilla head coach who was at Real Madrid for like a cup of coffee after he was with the Spanish national team. I don't know how that's going to go because joining a club that's in a relegation battle, okay, albeit there's another 23 games to go and obviously there's time to, to turn it round. I, that, that looks like a big gamble. Uh, Southampton have changed managers. Everton languishing 17th. Their fans are booing their players off the pitch. <laughs> he won't be through his shirt at the fans. They threw it back at him. They don't want it. Um, you've got David Moyes, West Ham in 16th. And you've got Leeds with Jesse Marsh in 15th. Um, Unai Emery. Let's, let's quickly talk about him, boys. Aston Villa, two wins on the bounce. Um, in fact, their win against Brighton was their first away win of the season. He replaced someone, didn't he? Someone who was supposed to be the next. Liverpool. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, yeah I, I've, I've got a problem with this, me, though. I've got a real problem with it because I don't understand it. With, with, with these players, how they just switch, like, and just. Obviously some, they obviously, something didn't connect with Stephen Gerrard with these players because it's like a totally different team. Mm. Do you think he had a little bit of an ego? Well, you'd think you would have sniffed that a bit in Rangers, wouldn't you? You didn't have a sniff of that up there. so Or, or did we? I don't know. But um, I just think that he was probably shoved in a deep end too soon. In hindsight, he should have stayed in Rangers a couple more years, got a bit more experience. Uh, but some of them players are letting down. But then you see Van, Van Duzi or whatever his name is, he's playing now. And he hasn't been not really play on the Stephen Jay and he's played really well. So some of the players that have played that have not played under Steven Gerard who've come in have looked really, really good. So do you think it was losing Michael Beale
2: from the coaching staff that but or Michael, was it
1: Michael Beal, the, the Ming's thing is obviously a That's what I was about to say.
2: Was that is that the one throwing him under the bus?
1: Possibly. You only need one bad egg in the change room. Stella't Stella, will tell you that. Plus Just one bad egg in it, it'll just poison everyone else in everyone's ear all the time. Negativity. So it, it could be. It could be. Because why would you do that? And then you give it to someone like McGinn, who seems like a quiet mouse who just gets on with his business. Yeah, uh, leads by example anyway, by his work rate. So why would you even Doesn't seem to be like a vocal character. So that was a strange one. Uh, and, and Emery's took it off him straight away and gave it to the keeper. So that tells you everything you need to know about that. So, yeah, it's a strange one.
2: Steve Emery wasn't a, a, a big surprise, was it, given that he was already linked to coming back to, to England. But Aston Villa, they talk about sleeping giants. I mean, I don't know how high he can get them in the table, but he's
0: got them playing well and grinding out wins. So, yes. Well, I didn't, I, I didn't like the, the fanfare that he gave at the start, but you do have to have a bit of ambition and a bit of confidence in yourself. But to say that Aston Villa can be a top four club and winning big trophies... Um, I don't fall for that. I don't believe that will ever happen. But obviously, you can't argue with the with the start that he's made. He's obviously got presence. He's obviously got experience. Uh, and we'll see if they can maintain it.
2: The thing is, that that's the normal procedure for many head coaches, isn't it? When they get a job, it's like, oh, this is a big club. They haven't won a trophy in a long time and this and that. And, you know, Villa will always talk about winning the European Cup in the early 80s. And they'll talk about winning... Various trophies, and in fact, the last time they won something was under who was it Martin O'Neill? Was it even before that Ron Atkinson? I can't even remember. 1992, was it? Carlin was it Cook? Brian Little? No, I was, yeah. I was actually there. I was. But was it against United? That was big run. Was Ron. it yeah. big run? You sure? Yeah, yeah, because United won course for a domestic treble that season. No,
1: 92. Less...
2: Anything. Ninety-two, yeah,
1: ninety-two. Didn't Villa yeah. beat
2: United in the League Cup final? Yeah,
1: ninety-four. Yeah. It, it was when Leeds won the league that year, wasn't it? Uh, okay, hang on, let's have a look. Aston the Villa. Years,
2: okay, the years mixed up. Where are they? Club honours. Club honours. Last time they won the FA Cup was in 1957. They yeah, won they got, the league. They got,
1: they got beat off Chelsea. Remember Di Matteo's goal after like 15 yeah. seconds. That was against Villa, wasn't it?
2: They won the League Cup in 1996. That was the last time they won something. 96.
1: Yeah. So for a sleeping giant,
2: not very good, is it? How long is the giant asleep before it's dead? No, but you um, can
1: say that about Forest, couldn't you? As well, you know.
2: Yeah, true, but. You know he's he's come to the club and obviously he's got his own philosophy and do you know what I think he's got a score to settle with the Premier League given his his one year one or two years at Arsenal which didn't really go yeah, to plan yeah. so he's mm. he's obviously got something to prove but he did really work via Real so we can't can't shit in him for that. Um, What's the betting shall when we... he
1: comes against Arsenal, Pete? So. your
2: mate Lee Gunn
1: will be happy. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know who you're talking <laughs> about. <laughs>
2: Jesus. Right, Rod, Man United, um, new head coach. Um, started the season a bit topsy-turvy, two defeats, but he's
1: done well so far, hasn't he? United, Tenag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, done, he's done really well. He's, uh, he's come in um, with some difficult situations, obviously with, with Ronaldo, but you, you obviously... Hearing some of this, this interview that's coming out, it, it, by all accounts, one of his family members was was really ill. So that's why he was staying in. But we'll have to wait and see about that. But yeah, he's done done really well. Uh, you can see that Man United are slowly but surely getting an identity of, of, of how they want to play. Um, the players that he's brought in, Martinez, excellent. Um, Casemiro, excellent. Don't know why it took so long. Um, the only really thing I've got really to think about that I, can't, that I can't quite comprehend is why he put him captain after the guy walked off the pitch and didn't want to come on, and then a week later he's captain. But other than that, handled the situation well. Um, yeah, the, the Maguire situation, the Ronaldo situation, uh, yeah, and like I say, it seems to be going in the right direction. Long, long, long way to go yet. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, all in all, it's positive. Even though we're fifth, we'd like to be, to be stronger. It was, a, it was a, it was a rough start with them two four-nilers or them two poor defeats against Brentford and Brighton. But, since then, it, it's been really good. Yes, you're going to have your you had blip, which we've had. You know the city one, which wasn't good. The Villa wasn't wasn't good, but you know, they bounced back and got two two wins since then. So going mm-hmm. to the World Cup, upbeat and um, yeah, we'll see where we are when we come back. But to answer your question, yeah, I give him a I give him an A minus. I think ericsson has been outstanding, absolutely ericsson, outstanding. Yeah, too, yeah. You know, ericsson. and you
2: know, I I don't want to be that guy to to like make the comparisons, but I think. He, Ericsson is clear of Bruno
1: Fernandes as an overall
2: footballer, man. He's just...
1: Well, that's, um, that, that's, that's a given. That I think they're totally different, the different players. Um, Ericsson, everything he do, everything he does, his quality do not really waste much. Where Fernando is constantly wasting stuff, he takes a lot more risks. And um, I'd say Ericsson is more like a precise... Um, efficient, uh, very good, technically left foot, right foot, assists. Now he scored a goal. His energy can play six, eight, ten, whatever number you want to play. Um, so, yeah, really good player and for free. He's just an absolute brain. When I was in Danny Murphy on the talk is Ericsson's not a United player. I'm like, you missed. <laughs> He scores goals. He keeps the ball. He's a footballer. He plays the United... He, 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 just, I just don't I I understand yeah. it. No, they're not going to play. They won't be able to play together. Bruno Fernandes. That's why in the radio, Danny. Not coaching.
2: <laughs> Steve, <laughs> I want to talk about Fred very quickly because this is a player who... He's been criticised for so long. And under this head coach, he looks like a completely different player. What has... What Ten Hag done different to like Mourinho or Solskjaer, or what what do you think he's done different to, to change his player? He's in the Brazilian squad for nationals for the World Cup now.
0: Yeah, limit his running power that he has, his willingness to run, discipline it, and tell him where to run. It looks like to me, basically, from the halfway line to the 18 yard box of the other team, and maybe sit on a deep, deep midfielder and press and then get back and do it again constantly as opposed to running all over the field where the ball finds you and you keep embarrassing yourself by shooting, chipping it over the bar and passing it into the row three of, of the of the of the side. So I think he's limited what he has to do with his limited ability and said be very, very good at one or two things rather than not very good at loads of things. Okay. So there's there's
2: two more players before we talk about Ronaldo. First of all Jaden Sancho. Wow. Who? Um, Yeah, right. (laughs) Now, I thought this coach, sorry, this player would thrive under this coach. Um, I've seen, obviously, highlights of Sancho at Dortmund, and it's almost as if he's one of these wingers that invites defenders and invites them to commit themselves but he doesn't do that for United. And it's like, okay, Anthony's come in, Rashford has come to form on the left-hand side, obviously Garnacho, as you mentioned.
1: Is there a future for Jadon Sancho at United? Um, Well, I'd have to say that when, when you go to Dortmund, it, it, yes, it's a big club. When you come to a club like Manchester United, it's a totally different animal. And I see a scared footballer that's not willing to take risks not into be brave always wants to play the easy pass go backwards sideways instead of taking risks. and taking risks that's what you do as a united footballer and i've yet to see that with Jalen sancho he's just nice pretty doesn't seem to to overexert himself and just just not good enough for a 70 80 million pound player and if he carries on like this he won't be here much longer because it's just Very, very, very poor. You can see he's got it in him, but you have to be It's got to be psychological. It's got to be psychological. Yeah, yeah, you have to be braver, especially when you're playing for Manchester United. You have to be able to take risks, one-on-one, commit and attack. And he doesn't do that often enough for me. Okay, and a player number two who you probably completely forgot about, a certain
2: right-back that was bought from Crystal Palace, Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Now, Dallo has been fantastic. I mean, I I never used to be a fan of Dallo's, but I think he's come on leaps and bounds again. And a, a coach that has trusted him. But yesterday, with Dallo suspended, Ten Hag decided to go with Malasia at right back and completely shun Wan Bissaka. He's he's done, isn't he? That's that's it for him. He's done. But the thing is, this coach hasn't even given him a chance.
1: So no, he's really, obviously seen what he's seen in training. Yeah. Uh, um, it looks like he's playing football with flippers on. Told you this before. He's um, yeah, someone whoever pays. No, it's just yeah, it's he's he's a he's a, he's a good footballer, but he's not a Manchester United footballer. And he's he's clearly clearly out of his depth and um, needs to go back somewhere and, and regain his form that he did at Crystal Palace. Because he is a good footballer, but like I say, it's some players come to different clubs and it just it just doesn't fit. And it's just not worked out. It's not worked out at all. His 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 defensive play is 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 okay. He's good. His one on one is excellent, but his distribution is just shocking for a professional footballer. Shocking. How many games has he actually played
2: under? Um, under I haven't seen him coach? at all. He's I haven't seen him once. <coughs> Other- I don't even know because it just seems that the moment Ten Hag walked through the door,
1: he um, <coughs> made his he made his best. No, But like I mean, you said, you've got to give Dallow credit because I am. We we all didn't see this coming out. How, how well he's played. He's been brilliant. Another player that that's, yeah. that sh- that shone under Ten Hag that we didn't see coming. But yeah, like last night on Sunday night, you would expect. The, the traditional right back to play right back, especially a fifty million pound right back.
0: Rodri, do you think? um Do you think? I mean, possibly overthinking. Do you think it was tactical also because they were playing against William, who's never going to run down the left wing because he's not got the legs. He's only ever going to come in on his right foot and just invite the left-footed defender to go and play right back. So he steps onto that onto that encounter. I mean, it's, I know people do it on the other side. I know Neville mentioned it in commentary. But are they really worried about Willian stepping inside, you think? Because he's never going to get to the corner flag. So why play Wan-Bissaka? Because he just slides wingers off the pitch. So play the left footer and you can maybe come out with the ball and counter-attack up the field. I wonder if Ten Hag has been that technical in doing so or did he just want to put
1: Wan-Bissaka in the freezer? That's that's the only reason I can think that he's done it. because, But... If you are Wambasaka as a fullback, uh, and you and you're someone's put in front of you as a, an opposition fullback, you're not going to be happy with that. You, no. you, that. That must spell everything you need to know. Because mm. even if it, it they, they play Wan-Bissaka against left, they play they play against right-footed with, uh, left-sided players all the time. Yes, should be used to it by now. So mm. yeah, it's it, it, it says a lot that by not playing him, and he's on the bench. Well, I know Wan Bissaka was out for the whole of October with
2: a back injury, but he'd only played one game in the league this season. That was against Liverpool. Um that's it. One game and that's when and he was come
1: on the come bench. The oh, yeah. Come on. Hmm.
2: yeah. And then after that it was on the bench against Southampton and he hasn't even been in the squad since. He hasn't been in the squad. In fact, he hasn't been in the first team squad in the league since the 27th well, we, we,
1: we, we knew this anyway we knew he had to clear some out he's, he's got it's, no it's going to take not going to take one or one or two possibly to like take three transfer windows you're talking like a year two years away yeah. look at where Arsenal are now it's been it took him three years to get to this point uh, you'd expect United to get there a bit quicker because they've got more money to spend but it's still going to be difficult because you've got uh, an animal like City to get past yeah all right,
2: boys, let's segue on to Cristiano because we've done an hour talking about the Premier League. Let's talk about Cristiano and his comments. We, all we know is, is based on some clips that we've seen on uh, on social media, on the Piers Morgan interview. He said that he feels betrayed by United. Um, he says nothing's changed since the last time he was there in terms of technology, in terms of the kitchen. A lot of stuff hasn't changed since since Ferguson was there. Now, I'd like to know your take. on on the situation. Because for me, I think signing him smacked of desperation from the moment it happened. I was like, this is just, I I don't know the the main thought process behind this. Did they honestly believe that this guy will come in and be the same Cristiano as he was in 2009 or even up until 2018? He wasn't going to be. And when I see people like Rio Ferdinand, bigging him up and that kind of stuff. Great. You know, Ronaldo's back at United. The fairy tale is is, is is returned. But he carried the club last season. However, with this new head coach, we knew that he wasn't going to be in the frame. We knew it wasn't going to happen. He's not the kind of player that, that Ten Hag rates. So boys your your thought on, or your thoughts, shall I say, on what he said or what we know has been said so far anyway?
0: Go on, Rod.
1: Um I don't agree with it with uh, when 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 he first come I remember when he first come everyone and I do mean everyone united fan was buzzing absolutely buzzing um started off really well top goal scorer um obviously the Ralf Ragnitch was confusing to everyone um but You know Wayne Rooney's come out and said so. Wayne Rooney's done the the, almost the exact same thing, but there was there's a difference. Wayne Rooney kept it in house. He's gone out and spoke to a a reporter, Pierce, who this obviously got a friendship, Pierce Morgan, and it's just the timing of of it is annoying to me. It's just, but we know it's all about Ronaldo. I disagree the way way he's been he's been treated. I think he has been mugged off a little bit. We don't know the circumstances of of him, of him staying in Portugal. He obviously wanted to leave, which I don't agree with. He's got he got a two year contract. If you want to leave, you can leave. or bail accounts, he could have left, but no one come in for him. So that's not United's fault. So then he's got a knuckle down, and some of the stuff he's done, I can understand it because when you come into the end of your career and you, you you're being treated like a like, like in mud, basically, and and some of the players that are playing, you know, you know that they're not fit to to fix your shoelaces, but you know they're, they're a bit younger, they got a bit more energy, and and that's what the managers decide to go with. So you've got to respect that and and, and respect it and, and and support your teammates, and and it's just not that done that enough. You know, the young kids just one the the game late on for United and two hours later no one's talking about him we talk about Ronaldo in this daft stupid interview Uh, it was the same against Tottenham we great win against Tottenham score late on we talk about Ronaldo walk off the pitch it just seems to be a recurring theme we all know about the 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 the, the the ground the training ground. You know, all the other stuff, you know, there's nothing new, it's nothing that, no, we didn't no, that really no, that's, that's nothing new. People have been screaming about that for years. So, he should, he should, if he had his ears wide open and not living in Ronaldo, world, he would have known that. So, but you know, the, the drop in, you know, if you go back to where, when they had him, he's obviously he has got the sack. Michael Carrick took over, uh, then they played Villarreal, they won 2 0, then they played Chelsea away. And they drew one all and Christian Ronald didn't play. He was on the bench. I can't remember a big fuss about that being being put out there. But then he played the next game against Master when they won 3-2 and scored two goals. But I don't remember him kicking a fuss then. The Ralph Ragnick thing, you can see why he's kicking a fuss with that, because the guy no one knew who he was. No one. He said he doesn't even coach. coach. It was just bizarre. they would never happen at a Real Madrid, an AC Milan, or an elite club at Barcelona or PSG. It was just so we know the the, ups, the, the people upstairs are, are stupid and don't know what they're doing. Uh, that's what the Glazer Out campaign has been about for twenty, nearly twenty years. So. It's just the way he's gone about it. It's wrong, just totally wrong, by going out of house and, and dealing with it. It's just petulant, and for someone experienced like that, he's obviously wanting a move, and he'll, he'll probably get it now after this. Steve, City fans are saying we
2: dodged
0: the bullet here.
1: <laughs> which one? Which one with Maguire? Oh, hold on.
0: Yeah, I did. I did it, it at the time that the owners of City wanted it, shirt sales and what have you, and Pep Guardiola. Uh, presented to them about the running stats uh, that had failed miserably in the last two seasons. Um, And I think they were even going to sanction Bernardo Silva for Barcelona and Cristiano Ronaldo be the replacement. But I think Pep Guardiola did a presentation to the owners of City, uh, of the merits of the two players. And I think the idea, I'm guessing, obviously I don't have the ear to the ground that much. But I think the idea was to take Man United as far down the path as possible, with interest, that they would sign Ronaldo with actually having no intention of doing so. And United thought they'd got a coup, whether it be Alex Ferguson, Patrice Eber, Rio Ferdinand. They thought they'd turn City over, but so they did with Harry Maguire and Alexis Sanchez. City have took, took them down the path at least three times. Uh,
2: my initial reaction when I saw the... The footage. I thought, you know what, this is a power play. This is a power play. This is a, a footballer who is in the back end of his career and his stock has obviously dropped because he's not been playing. But this could be his team saying, right, let's see what we can do from a, a media aspect. Let's see how much fuss we can kick off, how, how much interest there's going to be in this. And we could say to whoever is interested, here you go. Regardless of whether he's not playing or not, he's still a fucking draw. He's still a pull. He's still box office. So I think they've played a blinder from his, his. Uh, I wouldn't say PR, because he's gone down a little bit in terms of the, the people's views on him. But we haven't seen the full show. So I'm sure there's a lot that's going to be said that's going to come out. And a lot of people might actually change their mind about him because we know... The issues that he's had off the field with his his
1: child passing away. Well, this that is what I'm going to affect... say, still, If if someone if he says to me that, that uh, he was there because one of the, the other daughter was seriously ill, what are you going to say to that one? When a child's just died like a month ago, and within a week he's back playing. What do you say? Yeah, because that? he
2: played against Arsenal, didn't he? Wasn't yeah, like, so, so yeah. What you
1: say? That I was staying in Portugal. My daughter was seriously ill. That's what I, I'm hearing the, the, from what you're listening to. Pierce Morgan, who's talked to talk sport today. So, when your child's ill, and, and, and literally a month before one's died, you're going to do. You're going to stay there. and You're going to do what what you need to do. But it's just the, the clarity. Why do not you come out and just say that? It's just mm. the, the the unknown. So everyone speculates, and because it's Ronaldo, it's front-page news, it's headlines. It should be everyone. Right, buzzing now, we're talking World Cup, here we go. But we're not, we're talking about Ronaldo. Rod, uh, well, you
2: know what so, confuses me most about this situation, though, is this interview, I don't think it was given, like, two, three days ago. I'm pretty sure it must have been at least a couple of weeks ago. You know, it might have been no, even after See, well, well, no,
1: this by the sounds of it, he was not. He was not told. He was. To, he was told that he wasn't starting against Aston Villa on the, on the Thursday. Right, in the and then part, on, yeah. on that night, on the day, he rang in saying he was ill, and they've not seen him since. So, in between that time and now, he's done the interview. Right. Okay. So he's done the
2: interview now. Again, I don't know how it works at Man United, but I'd have thought that Piers Morgan would have had to get permission from. Surely the club to to get that interview? No, I, I not, mean are, obviously that...
1: not because the club didn't know nothing about it because they've just put out statements sh- like about two or three hours straight after. I'm sure they'd put a statement out straight away. But this is it. When,
2: when you when you got because look, I've I've tried to you know when I've when I've had to try try get interviews. Not gonna, he's, not gonna alert,
1: he's not going to alert the uh, Manchester United style. They're Not going to alert what they're doing. You don't need to tell them what they're doing. No, well yeah, but what, I'm saying what is that... I mean, he's gone, he's gone rogue. He's just going to do, just done it.
2: Hmm.
1: This is the problem. Right. This is what I'm saying. Well, Ray Moon, he's done it. Oh, he's got to have, yeah, but he was spoke. He did it the right way. He's going to the manager's office and "I'm not happy." Blah, blah blah blah. I want to move. I think he did it twice, actually. If I remember quite rightly. So, but you know, Wayne Moon, you always get a pass. He was the ultimate team player. Ultimate team player. And it's just, uh, and these people can they not have opinions? They've have all got opinions. I know they're all some of them are stuck up. Uh, Ronaldo's ass, but not everyone is. You know, Rooney speaks his mind. Paul Scholes speaks his mind. You know, Gary Neville speaks his mind. But you know, sometimes they're just they're they some of them are just club men, are just absolute yeah. kiss ass club men. Where I don't think Rooney is that. He he's just speaks his mind. Where the the others are politicians.
2: Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. The, the one thing I will say, though, is I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot to come out on that interview that we're obviously not privy to now. And I still think there's going to be a few things where people are going to say, right, okay, okay, I can understand where he's coming from. He's he's made to be the villain because obviously you giving Piers Morgan a fucking interview ain't the best look. Do you get what I'm saying? You know, it's not as if he's gone on Jonathan Ross." To do that and he has gone to someone known for being a, a total prick. Let's
1: know let's throw it right, uh, he's not gonna do it on MUTV, is he? No, 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 no. <laughs>
2: but you know, he he could have done a lot better than... than. he's Piers done it with his mate.
1: This is his new album, yeah. it's his well, new mucker. This is Imagine it, having so... a mucker like that, I literally a literally a fucking scumbag like Piers Morgan, as you may. What a clown. <laughs> Absolute scumbag who acts people's phones rats. So so
2: <laughs> what do you what what is there anything that Ronaldo can say? Oh sorry, is there anything that he could have said in that interview that obviously we haven't seen it yet? But do you think there's anything that could come out that will make people change their opinion on him
1: or change their mind about no, no because it's still the way he's gone about it? Mm. If you uh I suppose yeah, it's just it, no, I just think United United supporters will always back the manager, always, yeah. especially a new one that's coming in. It seems to be changing things around, you know. Always, always, especially in this, especially in this situation, because he's just just at the end of the line for him. It's just too many things. It's like, come on, yeah. and the stats say that don't lie, that when Ronaldo doesn't play, United play better and win more. And that's ultimately what it's all about, winning football matches. So, if, he, if the United play better without him, then cut the ties, cut, cut a field a good bir- 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 card and get rid. He Steve, like, he's going right? to unload on the Glazers. No so.
0: return. No return. I, in, yeah. no. And uh, it
1: sounds like he's going to absolutely unload on the Glazers. Getting paid half a mil a week and he's not actually loading on him. Who does who does that in any any walk alive? You go into your boss and just absolutely hammer him, and you're still getting paid the next week. It's crazy. <laughs> well, they can only they
2: can only fine him a maximum of two weeks' wages. Yeah, that's so you, it. you're seeing people going to be fined still, a million.
1: Still a million
2: quid. Yeah, but the thing is, it's, it's it's great the the headlines and the narrative. Oh, he's been fined a million. Well, no, it's two weeks' wages, and that's the yeah. maximum he can get fined. Yeah. So, oh, it's it's when, someone
1: turns down, when someone turns down someone down three hundred and fifty million dollars or pounds for for two years, then not worry about money. Well, there you go, there you go.
2: So, what do you think they're going Is there any way that the Glazers can cancel his contract for saying these things?
1: Is that gross misconduct? I'm sure, I'm sure they can pay him off, paying him twelve million, but they won't pay him twelve. I'm sure they'll give him a. They'll come to some agreement, but yeah, I, I'd be astounded if he if he played at Old Trafford again. Astounded, yeah, because to, to say you don't respect the manager, <laughs> <laughs> he's just an absolute rebel.
2: Oh, Jesus, I don't
1: respect him, he doesn't respect me, so I don't respect him. Come on, come on, you're 37, 38. Go, <laughs>
2: no. oh, fucking hell. all right, boys. Well, one more thing, let's try and do this in under 15 minutes because we've done an hour and 15 minutes. The World Cup. It starts on the 20th Qatar against Ecuador, the opening game. Um, England play Iran on the 21st. Wales play the United States of America. Cyprus ain't in it. Oh well. Oh. I don't think we're too sad about that in all fairness, but, but Greece oh, in it? Greece in it? No, no, they're not. They're, they're worse than Cyprus, believe it or not. <laughs> the, <laughs> the coefficients are worse, but um, very hard to believe. Uh, are we? Fuck off! Are we? Um, are we excited about this? Because obviously we've never seen this happen before, uh, being played in in the winter months. Are we excited? Because I don't see any, you know, Union Jacks or any England flags in the in the in the supermarkets. It's almost yeah. as if like it's not even happening.
1: I think because because of the of the 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 surrounding of where it is. You know the the Netflix documentary. If you've seen it, the FIFA one it's a murky business now they've got that murky murky business and that the people supposedly have died at building this thing and yeah it's, it's just it's gonna be strange and it's weird you know people are getting ready for christmas jingle bells, jingle bells and wheel cups on it's just gonna be strange in it steve has been tight-lipped <laughs> not not got me in
0: any shape or form yet but uh
1: Come on, both of your nations are in it. Wales are in it. No, I'm England sure once it. it starts and you get in that yes. World Cup mode and it gets going, but it's not going to feel like a World Cup. You know, it's going to be we're going to be watching games at four o'clock. It's going to be dark outside. Four
0: o'clock and
1: seven
2: o'clock, and there's going to be one o'clock yeah. games as well. In fact, you're you, you in, in the pub, in
1: the beer garden. <laughs> None of that. Going to be watching their house, freezing. No eating on. No food in in the cupboard. Nah, man, people go to pubs. People yeah. go to pubs, surely. Well, buying a pipe down there for twelve quid, you mad? Well, I don't know. I don't drink, so yeah, you no. Know, but you no, know, people. It's what, do you know what I'm saying? Still, people are tightening the the, the belt, the buckles, and belt. Yeah. And the, shutting the wallets. That it's Christmas round the corner. You know, it's none of this beer garden stuff. It's a couple of a couple of Scotland. Watch the game. <laughs> So, do, do you guys have any favourites for the tournament? Do you think it's going to be?
0: Just can't see past Brazil or Argentina, really. Yeah,
1: totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. When I seen that Argentina squad, Woo. yeah, but, but but Brazil as well. Can't see past them. Thirty degrees. Thirty. It's still hot there. The, geese... the yeah. report was there today, and he was going. It's still. It's thirty-two degrees now, and it was eleven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Like well, and then England play when four o'clock, midday. I know what I mean. Uh, let's have a look about it. England. Four o'clock they play. One o'clock is their first
2: game yeah, against but Iran. Over there the it's yeah, that's right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The time difference. Yeah, so it's gonna be. It's gonna be.
1: It's gonna be sticky, humid. Um, don't these stadiums have aircon in them or something? Come on, have you, ever been, have you ever been in a hotel room and slept the night with the aircon on? You wake up like, <coughs> yeah, <laughs> it I, I, weird yeah. Going about in an aircon stadium. Well, you'd have thought they'd have thought you through. <laughs> no, but it's going to be—it's good. It's, it's different. It's weird. You've never done that before. No one's experienced. You don't know the after effects. That yeah. It's going to affect and, uh, and you, and you—you just don't running about and it's yeah. not like the it's not like eight to two World Cup where they're just like walking and passing. They're gonna yes. be proper sprinting about. <laughs> you know what I mean still? Everyone's got the socks yeah. down. Hey, Steve, yeah. about. It's none of that business. It's be, you
2: know
1: press, press, oh, press, the... press.
2: It just it's just so underwhelming, man. I was talking to to Rob, a friend of mine, he's in the United States. He's from Paraguay, believe it or not, but we're talking about it, it was like it's so underwhelming. Like no one gives a shit. Like
1: literally, no one gives a shit because they know how it's got. How, how they got it? It's it's the Russia and Qatar. It was got by browned envelopes, big fat ones. Yeah, it was, and it shouldn't have happened. It so cool. it should have happened. Shouldn't have happened. It should have been in USA and England or somewhere appropriate that can that can hold it and don't torture and chop people up in rooms because you're a porter and you don't know what you said. Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Same ethics. Same ethics. Alright. You can walk down the walk down the street with with your mate holding hands and you're not gonna chop your hand off. Something like that. A place like that would be nice to go to no? Probably that bad man. let's say I'm not going let's let's just let's just kind of like I'm definitely not going on guitar. <laughs> not time. no but it's just crazy it's crazy yes the play... and the players are, are, are sticking a mic in, in your face oh what do you think about this the football players they're, they're yeah. just there to play the football. it's nothing to do with us we're just you know World Cup's there we don't want to be here but you know what are George's doing not come to the World Cup so they're in a sticky okay. position well, when, was, when was it announced?
2: When, when was it announced? Do you remember? What year was it that it was announced that it was going to be in thing? Was it 2015 when they announced 2015 it? 2015 it was, yeah. Right. Have so you watched the seven... FIFA thing on Netflix? I've, I've watched most of it, yeah. You... Yeah, yeah the, yeah, the
1: last one you see
2: it
1: all, but yeah. The, um, murky business. and the they've, got it? It.
2: Well, they've had seven years, right? And if these players, no disrespect yeah, but if these players or if these football associations weren't happy about where the tournament was being played? Why didn't they just say, we're not doing it?
1: Yeah, well, that's what... Mm,
2: yeah,
1: well...
2: If they're not happy about it, why are they say... Are they making a lot of money out of it? Are they, are they of course yeah. they Yeah, of course yeah. mm.
1: they it's are. All, it's all about money. If, well, if, but this if is what Qatar, I'm saying, if, Have you it, seen the size of Qatar? The Qatar is the size of Yorkshire. yeah. It's the size of Yorkshire. It's just, it's just like, yeah. It's, uh, if, they, if they didn't have them, if they didn't have a billion, billions, billions of trillions of dollars, Is there. Mean, yeah, I mean, uh, is it me or is it feedback? Can you hear something? Yeah, I can hear Hang on. What
2: have we got here? Oh, Steve's gone. No, that's it. It's from it <laughs> that enough? Well, mate, look, I, all I'm saying is that it, it goes back to the whole moral. Dilemma, doesn't it? You know, you've got all these people that are so up in arms about this competition being held in, in Qatar and these footballers, and they don't they don't want it there, but they're going. If you feel so strongly about it, don't go. Mm.
1: Like, don't go. No, no, no. You know? My, my cousins, my me, my, let's go over there, let's go over there. I'm like, you mad. I'm going over there. I've been asked to go over there to coach 15, 20 grand a month. It ain't that bad. Honestly, I know. it ain't that bad. I know, I, know, like, I know, but it's just Yeah, it's not for me. Dubai's brilliant, man. I mean,
2: I've been there quite a few times. And I like it. But the thing is, to be honest, I just go and do nothing. I've got a mate that lives out there. So I go visit him. He's got a gym out there. So I go visit him. He's with uh, Tate. He works with Tate. All right,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I've seen the guy. I've
2: seen him picture. So, him. Um so yeah, like, but I got I go see him. got a few other mates out there, but it's just a chill, man. Like it's not. Yeah. I don't. I don't go out. I don't. Yeah,
1: raise I it got, up to nothing. I just go Costa, the... the del Sol.
0: Actually, what? no. I
1: don't, actually, I have been there for years. I go to Portugal, Villamora. That's my place now. I love it there. Yeah. Villamora. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's somewhere I'd like to go. I mean, I, I yeah. was in Tenerife a few weeks ago, and that was nice.
2: Really nice, yeah. actually. Now this Villamora, Ooh. it's
1: lo- it's lovely. They have got a nice little uh marina there. It's beautiful. Hmm. It's beautiful. Okay. it is. I love it. Okay. Brilliant. All right, well, I don't know where Steve is. I think that's
2: it for him tonight. I think maybe his battery ran out or whatever. Yeah, that's it. Um, thank you for jumping on, my friend, and uh, yeah. great talking no to you. I'm sure we'll do something during the World Cup. Yeah, uh,
1: and, and speak to I have a word of him.
2: Amateur Owl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I wanted to speak to Steve quickly about Brandon Barker because he, he played well for a of the other night, but he, yeah.
1: he's not here. He's gone. He's yeah, it one one game. It's not, you know. You, no, it's,
2: but it's sign of progress, man. It's sign of progress. I, I thought that with this new manager, he wasn't going to get a, a chance because obviously he was Lennon signing. But yeah, he's he's given him a few games. And he's done. He's done well, especially the other day.
1: Sorry. new managers come in clean slate. Someone kicks some. Oh, I, find, I like the look of him, and then you're off running. Have a good game, and then that's what's football, mate. Because it could happen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But him. Hey. Anyway, that's
2: it for another episode. Um, it's been a while since we did something like this, so I'm sure we'll be back in a few days. Or well, let's, let's fucking do a World Cup one, fuck it. I don't have mm. any shows we're going to do during the World Cup, but I'm sure more people will be tuning in. Not we'll, do, we'll, put, we'll have
1: a one we'll where we'll, we'll smash England to death. Yes, do it, fuck do. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys and
2: girls, thank you, Battle Alpha, for sponsoring us. Until next time. I was going to say, but I'm only having me in playing. So yeah, have a good night boys and girls. And we'll be, we'll be back Wednesday with an interview. With I shouldn't have said his name because it's going to be a, bit a surprise. So yeah.
1: Bye everyone.